Hi, and welcome back to the Project Research Podcast here at the University of Alabama. Today, Mary James Bridges and I, Sydney Brennan, will be interviewing Dr. Lackey on their role with electron microscopes in the biology department. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Lackey. We're so excited to talk to you about your research. Um, So to start us out, what is your educational background? So I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Alabama, and then I got my PhD here as well. Um, Stayed for a postdoc, equivalent of a postdoc, and then have worked several jobs at the university. Um, And then how did you get your start in research? So I was taking a genetics course with um, now retired Dr. Um, O'Donnell and Dr. Stevenson at UA, and they were instrumental in matching us up with faculty that were interested in having undergraduate mentors um, or being undergraduate mentors. And when I got matched up with Dr. Margaret Johnson, I did undergraduate research for her and that just kind of sparked a fire in me and I stayed and actually ended up getting my PhD in her lab. And that's awesome. So before that class was research your intended career path or were you going into school like with something else in mind? I started at UA for biology, but I started thinking marine biology. And then I had one of my professors that very bluntly told me that, oh, so you're going to be in school for 10 years and not be able to get a job afterwards. And that was a little off-putting. Now I know his personality a lot better, but at the time I was a, a true freshman and didn't, that kind of terrified me. So I really didn't have a career path. I knew that it wasn't medical school, um, but I loved biology. I came in as biology major. I stayed as a biology major. I've never changed my mind on biology. Um, I just moved more from marine to molecular biology. Awesome. Yeah, that would be scary if somebody told me um, that the direction I wanted to go was a lot. Um... And then I did spend 10 years and I didn't have a job when I graduated. <laughs> and I got years, a few months later, but it was just kind of funny. Yeah. Now it's funny. It wasn't very funny then. <laughs> um, so now that you're into research, uh, what is your research about? So I'm in a little bit different position at UA. So one, I'm a research clinical um, faculty member. So that's a little different than our research intensive um, faculty. For our students, you may not realize that there's a difference, but on the technical side of our appointments, I'm on a non-tenure track appointment. Um, So I'm on a contract um, basis. But I started as a staff position and overseeing our electron microscope facility, which is referred to as the optical analysis facility, or we call it the OAF. Um, And in it, we have electron microscopes. So we have a TEM and a SEM. We have confocal, um, a lot of light microscopes, basic dissecting compound scopes that you may be familiar with from taking an intro biology course. And they need a lot of oversight. And so my job was to oversee and then teach and train the users on the microscopes. Um, So I do a lot of teaching, 
that is not captured in a formal course, although we do have a formal course for graduate students. Um, and it's just developed. So now the lab, and I had to run some numbers over the last few years, I have as many as about 130 student, faculty, postdoc um, users in the optical analysis facility. And they're working, I've had as many as 30 different labs. So some days I'll move from a zebrafish to a frog um, to a bacteria. And I help different students and undergraduates and graduates to get the images that they need for publication and to support their research. It's very different than an independent research. I don't have to come up with a project, think of the possible outcomes and get to the end point. Um, I learn a little bit about a lot of different projects. So I have been on aerospace projects. I've been on chemistry projects, tons of different biology projects. And it's fun. It's exciting. Sometimes it's very challenging um, to be able to tie the little bit of, of science that I learn from one project and be able to apply it to a different project. So generally, if you're doing independent research, you kind of have your blinders on and you're headed in a specific direction, even if those directions branch at some point. You kind of know where you're starting from and you have an idea of what your end point is going to be. And I really just don't have that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You actually kind of answered our next question, which is great, which was how does overseeing lots of projects differ from running an independent study? Um, so I'll just go off the cuff here. Do you enjoy that more than your own independent study? Or do you sometimes wish that you had a little bit more of a, clear-cut path? I absolutely love it. It is a perfect fit for me because I did work and for two years at Stillman where I could have developed my own independent projects. It's, I don't want to be fighting for grants and grant dollars. And so we've been really blessed with this lab that a lot of our funding comes from user fees, but the College of Arts and Sciences and the department put in a tremendous amount of support. Um, and that allows our users to get the data that they need to write their grants. Um, so for me, it's great because I learn, I love to learn, and I learn about so many different projects and so many different things that, and, and it's, some people laugh. So I had one of Dr. Lozier's students one time that came to me and said, I want to know the difference between a yellow um, hair and a black hair on the bumblebees that they were studying. Well, electron microscopes are all gray colored. So anytime you see um, pictures of viruses and they're pretties and blues and pretties and greens, those are pseudo colors. They've just artificially added those colors. So when you put them in the microscope, they're all gray. And I'm like, well, <laughs> visually, how are we going to tell the difference between the yellow hairs and the black hairs if they all look gray? And so 
the conclusion was, well, if we do this project, we're just going to have to shave the bumblebee. And so you're like, okay, what job can you go to and say, hey, I'm going to shave a bumblebee today. (laughs) Um, So sometimes it's kind of this constant challenge um, of how am I going to come up with a way to help solve these problems or, and I don't always solve them. It's a, it's a joint collaborative event where we may have to work with, with faculty members. We may have to pull in other students. We have to go to the literature and kind of dream up different ways that we're going to approach this problem or we get an unintended result. And so I have to say, Oh, well, this is not what you intended. Explain why this happened or what have we got to do to figure this out? Um, So it's a constantly evolving science and a learning process for me. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of problem solving and collaboration involved in your role. It is. Um, What would you say is the hardest part about your role in research? Learning about a lot of different projects. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's the fun part, but sometimes it's the hardest part or the most frustrating part because I want to help the students. I want to help them to thrive, to get their data and be successful. And sometimes I feel like I'm just batting my head against a wall because we've, we've hit a barricade, but we generally get over it. Um, sometimes it takes us a little bit of time. And then I also, a personal struggle for me and many of my users will, will confirm is watching the students struggle to learn the microscope. Um, because I want to help them. I have a very nurturing type of personality. So I want to go in there and turn the knobs and fix it. But as a science, you have to make mistakes. That's the way you learn. And within guidelines, we don't want to do anything crazy on the microscopes that I can't fix, (laughs) but I have to be able to walk away. So I've learned to tell my students and my users, not just student users, my faculty users as well, look, I'm right here. I will help you as much as you need. But in order for you to learn, I have to walk out into my lab and let you make these mistakes and go through that personal growth experience um, so that you can get to the point that you're troubleshooting and understanding your project. So that's a hard thing. I've learned to deal with it, but it's hard for me to watch some of the students struggle. Right. Well, kind of on the flip side, what would you say is your favorite part about what you do in the, in the microscope lab? Finding those moments when you have the picture that you can publish because we're used to looking in textbooks you know like oh my gosh it's a cute picture or with the coronavirus you go out and you see these pictures of these viruses and they're so crystal clear and the reality is somebody has spent hours and hours and days weeks months sometimes to get that one picture. And so when you get that picture, just that excitement of 
this is it. Like, this is what I'm working for. It makes everything else that you've, you've put into it worth it. Um, and then I think the probably one of the most rewarding experiences was working on a project where one of our graduate students had found a species that he felt like had been declared um, extinct. And he found it in a small tributary, a small area of, the, of, the, of one of the local rivers. But he had to show that this extinct species was actually extant and that it needed protection as an endangered species. And so he went to the Smithsonian to get the stuff to compare it to, the samples to compare it to. And just saying, I said in that room when they did some of those, there was lots of different data that supported his findings. But you had that definitive picture that showed, yes, indeed, in this case, it was the, the mouth structures. These teeth do belong to this this species that had been declared extinct, it really does still live. And so it's just a personal triumph to see your students be able to make those types of statements. It was a pretty cool project. Yeah, that must have been very rewarding yeah. to see the results yeah. from what you do. Um, what would you say are you most proud of research-wise? I think all of the students that come through or the users that come through and that I've been able to help them um, with part of their research. I think that's just seeing their personal growth really makes me feel good. Awesome. That's a great answer. And almost done. Is your lab open to undergraduate students? I guess we've kind of answered that, but I'll let you speak on that. It is. Um, I don't take undergraduates directly to work into my lab, but if an undergraduate is working with a faculty member and their project needs to use one of the microscopes or the, or the instruments that's in my lab, then yes, I am more than happy to train and work with undergraduates. Um, and we have quite a few that come through the lab. All right. And then what advice do you have for students who are interested in getting involved in research? The number one advice I have would be to reach out to faculty um, and ask what their interests are. Be open minded um, because you sometimes don't realize when you read just a little, you know, couple of paragraphs of what a faculty member does, how many different aspects of that research that they can be involved in. So ask and reach out. And then we do have so many undergraduates interested in research that sometimes finding enough spots for them can be a challenge. Um, but there are tons of opportunities that are available and quite a few paid positions to do research over things like the summer. So um, undergraduate experiences are out there, many of them funded by federal grants, so they will pay you. I mean, who really can afford to live in San Francisco? But you want to go to San Francisco, find a project in San Francisco that's going to pay your living costs, pay you $5,000 for the summer for 10 weeks of work, and you get to do research and have experience with that. 
So reaching out and finding out all of the opportunities that are available in research, whether it be through study abroad, on campus, through summer programs, there's lots of opportunities available. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Lackey. It's been really nice talking to you and getting a different perspective than just a faculty member that does their own research. It's really cool that you get to see um, lots of different projects. So you have a cool perspective. So thank you so much for answering our questions and chatting with us for a little bit. You're welcome. Now have a good day.